beautiful people welcome back to the advice from hannah's show this is season two episode 65 we have the girls from hello iris in the house toronto tech stars and i can't wait for you to dive into this episode i also want to thank you so so much for tuning in it means the total world to me that you click play and listen to our show so are you ready let's jump into this episode excited that you're here um this is i'm very outside of my comfort zone they do something really cool they have an app and you guys know i don't know how to use computers so <laughs> <laughs> this is gonna be a whirlwind but please welcome introduce yourselves let everyone know awesome so my name is nina yardinopa i'm the one of the co-founders and ceo of hello iris uh and i'm nila ravai i'm the other co-founder yeah. <laughs> and the cto of hello iris I'm super excited. So I have Nina and Nilo in the house. I love how your names match. Um, <laughs> that was so on purpose. That, <laughs> that's how you guys found each other. My yeah. names match and I'm ready to go, right? Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm curious to know how did this app start? Like what is the like the genesis story of your app? Uh, that's an interesting question. I think um, at least like from my perspective, this question of how can you have kind of more meaningful relationships? How can you connect with people? Um, how can you kind of begin to understand someone else's perspective and how different that is from yours? These were all a lot of questions that I had for a really long time. And I could see as I was like going through relationships and like dating and things like that, I could see how a lot of things that maybe upset me or whatever, I realized like, oh, these are just patterns that are repeating and they're just, it's not the other person. It's just me that this pattern keeps repeating with every single time. Um, (laughs) And so essentially, like, I was thinking about, okay, how can I do more and get out of my own head and be able to understand the other person better? And so then that made me really interested in wanting to learn about other, like other people's personality types and like doing research like that. And then thinking about, you know, looking at kind of patterns in the people that I met and then saying, oh, well. I've noticed that like three people have the same pattern and it often leads to this or whatever and starting to notice that in my own life. And then I thought, well, can we use kind of tech to do the thing that I'm doing right now with my mind, I guess. Um, and then so that just became kind of a passion project that I was doing for a few years where I was like looking essentially like text analysis. So looking at the words that somebody uses and seeing if that matches to any if that reveals any kind of meaningful information about who they are as a person and what they care about, how they see the world, all these things. Um, And so that was kind of what I was working on. um, And I was interested in applying this tool in the dating space. Um, And I guess that's the point where you and I met. Yeah. And so on my end, um, I had just shut down a company late December, 2018. And as I was thinking about like, okay, what do I want to do? Do I want to get a job? Do I want to start another company? Am I ready physically, mentally, emotionally to do that? Um, I was like, okay, well, the only thing that would be motivating enough for me to start another company is if it's in the dating space. And for me, it had also been like a lifelong interest of, okay, if I'm in a relationship, how much should I be changing to kind of accommodate the other person versus how much should I just be accepted for who I am? And if two people are unwilling to change, does that mean you just have to find the perfect other person? 
or if you're both changing so much to accommodate the relationship, like then you could literally be with anyone anywhere and make it work. And what is the balance between all of that? And just really trying to find like, how do you have more open and trusting relationships? And how do you apply that not only to new relationships, but to people you're dating and meeting, et cetera. And so I was also like, oh, I want to start a dating app that changes the dating landscape. And ended up being introduced to me who was also working on a dating yeah. app. Also wanted to change the way that dating was <laughs> done. Yeah. And that's kind of how we came together. That was so interesting. I'm sitting here like glossy eyed. I'm like, wow, this is so cool. <laughs> so basically what was in your head this whole entire time, you took it and you made it into an app, but you realized, I hope you guys are catching this. You can't do it alone. You need people yeah. next to you that understand. And then you've come in with all this experience that, well, I just laid this company for so many years. What am I going to do next? And Dating is hard from I hear, from what I hear. I drive my own partner insane. So <laughs> on a daily basis. So you, you guys get together and, and you create this app. How has your perception changed in the dating world after creating it? Yeah, it's really interesting. I think one of the biggest things, and this shift has happened so gradually but quickly at the same time mm-hmm. that it's hard to remember it ever being anything else. But I think our original idea was like, okay, we want to make dating easier by curating matches so that you don't have to swipe, making it based on personalities that you actually have something to go off of, and then also picking a date spot for you that's based on your locations that you don't have to go back and forth like, oh, I'm gluten-free, I'm vegetarian, I'm downtown, well, I have to go like before work, so it has to be open at whatever time. Like It just becomes such an unnecessary roadblock. So we were thinking, okay, how can we kind of get rid of all of this? And just make an app that does better matches. And where we ended up going was like, oh, it's actually not about the other person. It's not about swiping infinitely and hoping one day you'll match the right person on the other side of the table. But if you don't know what you're looking for and what's important to you, you could be introduced to the most perfect person in the world and not be ready for that relationship and not know what it takes to make that work. And so we're like, okay, instead of looking outwards at the other person and having an algorithm that matches people, how can we give people the tools to understand themselves better and to apply that to any romantic relationship, family relationship, work relationship, anything where there's, yeah, other people involved? Yeah. Yeah. And I think it just became more about like, rather than, oh, like dating even specifically, it's just, it just became, yeah, there's miscommunication and misunderstanding and people don't see each other clearly. And can we provide a tool that does that on a larger scale? That whole thing was a mic drop. If you guys didn't hear that, you're basically telling people instead of finding themselves in a relationship to look inward and find a relationship within yourself. So then when you come to the table with somebody, you're like, you know what? I'm me, I'm sparkly, and this is what it is. <laughs> Are you going to deal with it or not? Yeah. Um, I think that's fascinating, especially when it comes to, so we have this dating app, and, and now you figured out that you have to go inward. When do you feel like a person is ready to do that. Because sometimes when I look in the truth mirror, I'm like, oh, I'm going to go high now. No. Um, when would it be time for somebody to reach out to you guys to, to kind of let this, this journey start? So it's interesting. I think when we ended up scrapping the dating app. So right now we're just doing these uh, tests that give the psychometric profiles that help people understand themselves better. And so for us, I think on the one hand, it always helps to know yourself better. But I think on the other hand, it's not like, oh, I need to be 80% self-aware before I'm allowed to start dating and have healthy relationships. I think there's so much work to be done in a relationship as well. Um, And you don't have to be perfect or 
And I feel like when you enter a relationship, you start to even see different parts of yourself, yeah. right? Like yeah. you just always, whatever, you've been single, you've been, you've known yourself in a certain capacity and then you're dating someone and you're in a relationship and it's like, oh shoot, this is when he does this thing, it actually pisses me off. I'm the kind of person who needs this. And it's like, even there's some sense of discovery about yourself, even yeah. as you meet someone. So I think it's never like, oh yeah, I got it. Now I yeah. know myself or whatever. Um, but I think at least from my perspective, I think the point where for someone, I guess it's right to like ask these uh, to come forward or like try our tests and stuff is if they, if the question has arise, arisen for them. So it's like, if you've, like when you're kind of like younger or whatever, maybe you're going, it's all about kind of discovery, right? So you're just like, oh yeah, I'm in university. I'm trying different apps. I'm dating different people. And I want to understand what I like or who I am or who the other person is. And it's just more fun. And it's all about like discovering someone else. Um, and I think as you kind of get a little bit older, or as you go through experiences, relationships, dating, whatever, you'll start to see, oh, I had four relationships with four very different people and they all ended for the same reason. I wonder what that is. Or, huh, I noticed that this comes up so much in my life and I don't understand why this keeps happening. Or some sort of a thing like that where some sort of question has risen for you and now you want to dig into it and learn a little bit more about why those patterns come up in your life and if there's a way you can work around them. And I think, yeah, the second part for that for me is if you don't want to feel like you have no power over... Mm -hmm the success of your relationships and you're just waiting for the other person to be perfect and you're like yeah well i am who i am and i can't do anything about that and fuck and (laughs) (laughs) and forget it (laughs) i love it it's okay f-bombs are welcome don't worry f-bombs are welcome don't worry about it uh and it gives you the power to be like what is within my control to not even to change necessarily but to become aware of so that i know it's a factor in my life so that i know it's important to me that I know when it comes up, I need to either like avoid it or deal with it or whatever it is. Uh, and to just start being able to have that power in your own relationships. Absolutely. And you touched a lot of good points, especially when it comes to dating and figuring yourself out. But what I find is that a lot of people are ditching the dating world and they're coming into the entrepreneur space. Hmm. And doing that, you need to find somebody to do work with. How does your app play in this part now okay guess what i'm just gonna be single and fabulous and a billionaire so how can we <laughs> how can how can hello i just help that in terms of like i think the core of what we're doing doesn't really change regardless of like what type of relationship you're looking for so whether that's like a romantic relationship or whether that's like a professional like i honestly feel like a relationship with a co-founder is basically like a marriage like yeah. you're literally going through like you have to solve problems together. You have legal obligations to each other. <laughs> like you're literally spending every waking moment together going through crap. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's definitely hard and challenging and it's just as challenging as like a romantic relationship, I guess, minus the romance part in some cases. But, um, so I think a lot of those things of even understanding one about yourself, like, Oh, you know, like, for example, something that came up in our relationship was when we were kind of in a conflict situation or where or whatever, we were stressed or things like that, I would be somebody who needs to talk it out. And I would want to talk talk all the time. And, and as I talk, I feel calmer and I think and I feel like I'm working towards solving that problem. And like Nina is very much like, 
oh, if I'm under stress or if there's a lot of information coming in and I need to think, I need to be by myself and I need to let that information sink in and I need to process it. And then I need to come out and like say, okay, I thought about it for a day and then now I think we should do this or whatever. And so that created a situation for us where each one of us, like I was like talking and talking and talking and she was just getting bombarded with information. So she's not saying anything. And I'm thinking, well, if you care, then you are going to talk because that's what I like. Yeah, that's I'm caring and I'm trying to solve it and I'm talking and you're not talking. So that means you don't care. And so it just creates this like thing where you feel like the other person doesn't care because you're looking at the pers- the situation from the way that you would think about it. <laughs> and don't you love the sound effects? <laughs> I love it. The cat agrees. The cat agrees with me. <laughs> So what was really interesting is like when we kind of applied this, I guess, framework or whatever we're working on to our own relationship too, it ended up like, oh, we just read that, oh yeah, like I'm somebody who likes to talk when they think and you're somebody who needs to take space. And so even understanding like what is the thing that you need and how that's different from the way that somebody else, the thing that somebody else needs and how the fact that someone's not behaving the way that you want or expect doesn't mean that they're like they don't care or it doesn't mean all the things that you think that it means. So that actually helped us a lot. And so like moving forward, we realized like, okay, well, you know, I'm going to tell you what I feel. Then I'm going to say, you don't have to respond right now. You can go think. And then she would go think, and then she would come and tell me. So it's like finding these things that are unique to your relationship based on what you need and what the other person needs. And just having that understanding that it's not, there's no one right way to do it, I guess. Yeah. That was super interesting just because I find that so many people are so quick to jump into like a partnership together and they don't really know each other. And then yeah. thus the problems start happening and, and the disagreements. Um, I love how the cat is doing this for the podcast right now. I have to say, like, I've never had a cat, so I hope, I hope he meows. I hope he meows in the episode. I think this is really funny. <laughs> I really lo- like, no, this is, honestly, I love it. This is like a highlight in my podcasting career right now. <laughs> this is hysterical. So I love how you talked about getting to know, getting to know yourself and knowing that, hey, I'm a talker and I want to talk, but your co-founder is like, uh, no, I'm not talking right now. Hold your mm-hmm. thought. Yeah. Um, and I feel like it's important that you figure out this together I'm always talking about growing together mm-hmm. yeah. I'm huge on that you grow together grow together because if you're growing apart then it you know what do we what is in the longevity of what we're doing yeah. uh, right now and being co-founders and, and they're females or co-founders in Toronto <laughs> I gotta ask you how has entrepreneurship changed the way you view relationships oh interesting mm-hmm. yeah it's it's interesting like in my last company um, my co-founder is also my romantic partner and so I think in that company, I also really got to see how much overlap there's between those two things. Um, because we are literally like living together and working together. And you kind of saw what Nina was saying, like, you have to solve problems together. You have to make choices together. You have to hold each other accountable. You help each other grow, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but I think it's a lot of what you said about growing together really resonates for me. And yeah, I'd say that's like the biggest commonality between a romantic relationship and a work relationship. Uh, that if you're not growing together, like really, at first you're like, oh, it's fine. We just have different opinions and care about different things. And then eventually you just end up going in such different directions that mm. it's hard to see what keeps you together anymore. Mm. And I think that ends up having a pretty negative effect on the relationship and also the outcome of the company or, yeah, I guess the relationship, if it's a romantic one. Um, I guess for me, um, 
the thing that I've learned a lot through like entrepreneurship and like work relationships and like how that applies to, um, I don't know, romantic relationships as well is I used to always think that love was when you really enjoyed being with somebody and it was a lot of fun and you felt all warm and fuzzy and, and that was love. It was like liking somebody. Um, and so what was really, really interesting through like our relationship was I kind of realized like what's what love actually really is, is the choice to stay when you don't like each other. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I think that's a lot harder to do. And it means a lot more when you'll say, you know what? I hate you and I hate every day, but <laughs> but I'm going to stay and I'm going to see the things about you that are the worst parts of you. And I'm still going to stay. And, and being able to do that and trusting that the other person will do the same for you when you're going through the worst parts of yourself as well. I think that like that for me became the new definition of love. You probably... I feel like you read into my brain right now because I'm like, oh my God, they're doing their scientist thing with me right now. Um, <laughs> I literally say that every, I get asked a lot, like, you know, you've been with Daniel over a decade and I'm like, listen, I wake up every single morning and look at this guy and choose him every single day. Yeah. Like that is the person that I choose to be with every single day, even though I want to kill him at least. <laughs> girl like sometimes I'm sitting there and I'm like did you just say this to me like you know and you want to kill someone but I feel as though if you want to kill them and love them at the same like I want to kill them and then I see his face come here you're so too right so like it's it's that's how you feel it's like a love hate relationship all in one but at the end of it all there's this deep compassion to understand that humans are evolving with you so just to make sure that you nurture that that in your relationship or partnership like you know what you're not going to be the same guy that i used to freaking have jagger bombs with um <laughs> you're not you're not we're not the same a i can't stomach jagger bombs but not anymore but now you're this person that wants to sit and you know have a scotch and talk about and it's and it's evolving and, it, yeah. and it's doing that so i thank you both for giving your perceptions over i hope you guys are listening like these ladies are dropping gems and like, like <laughs> i've been listening to this and be like, oh my god i can't believe they said that but being an entrepreneur i always get asked this and Everybody asks me, like, who do I look up to when I say I look up to me? But <laughs> I like that. I, you know, it's it's kind of hard. It's a hard question. But yeah. being in this space, in this digital space, who are like co-founders that you you guys look up to, or maybe that you try to model ourselves? No. Yeah, we want to be like ourselves. I love it. I love it. We're all the same in this yeah. table. Yeah. I mean, it's really interesting, and I think it's very. Like, in some ways, corny, but I think for me, like, I look up to Neelu a lot and oh. how she... Oh, yeah? Yeah, it's so true. Uh, I look up to her, too. Yeah, And I think because yeah. we're really good balances of each other, so it's like Neelu uh, does and shows a lot of the qualities that I'm like, oh, that's what I'm working on for myself, and that's what I kind of aspire to round out in my character and how I see the world and how I present myself. And so I think for me, too, like, when you see, oh, Steve Jobs or whoever jeff bezos and you see all these stories about them and all their like rules for success and whatever it is i can't wait to go back yeah and i feel like you see that and it's like no it's just a yeah great that worked for you but i don't know anything about your life or what made you choose whatever you chose to do if that's even correlated with your success like i have no idea so i'm not going to take that at face value and just do it because 
you were successful and you happened to do that thing. Whereas when it's someone from your uh, like real life that you know and that you work beside, it's like, oh, I can see why you do the things that you do. I can see how they impact your work. I can understand that so much better. And that's so much more inspiring for me yeah. to learn from. And I yeah. think for me, it's exactly the same thing. Like, I think me and Nina, like, we're, like, kind of foils of each other, like a yin and yang kind yeah. of situation <laughs> where it's literally, like, yeah, for her, it's, like, things that I have that she's working towards. And for me, it's the things that she has that I'm working towards. And I think we're both kind of like this and trying to come to the center a little bit. Um, and I think just to add to what you were saying about, like, how seeing someone and, like, being with them day to day, like, helps you grow in the way that you want. I think one of the things that I found so meaningful in our relationship is that because we're involved in each other's lives I can see how she makes a decision in a situation and like what are the things she considers and how that's different from the way that I would do it or if, or if you know something's going on and I'm falling into my pattern because she's so different she'll challenge me and like pull me out of it and it's like it's kind of like it's almost like reading something that exists somewhere and being like, oh, yeah, I should do that. That's good. Versus like being in the situation and having someone force you to do that and like actually practicing those qualities that you want to work on. So I think that's really, really cool. Yeah. I, I'm going to go woo woo right now. I, I, <laughs> but I totally think that your like souls are like intertwined. Oh. I think it's so pretty what you have. Um, Thank you. Like I, I, so I interview two people and sometimes yeah. I see the, the, creative differences mm. but you guys like flow together so nicely that it, it's so nice to see really oh. um so so congrats Thank i don't you. really i apparently when i give compliments it's a big deal so i'm, <laughs> I'm like what's wrong with you people that's a really nice compliment thank you so yeah. much yeah I, yeah I see how it works um and especially how you guys balance each other has there been something in in your creating your app and in inception that like a one hard challenge that you guys were just like oh my god I'm, like somebody hacked my Instagram once and I thought it was going to work for oh. me. So, um, what has, has what has been something like that that has happened between the two co-founders that maybe you want to share? I feel like there's been a few. It was mostly honestly during our time at TechStars. Yeah. Where I feel like there's just so much pressure on the situation, on the company, on us that it made a lot of small things become big issues. I think just for other reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I don't even remember at this point, but I think it was when we were trying to figure out fundraising, we were, we had like an hour discussion about that, but I, I don't look back at it. And I don't think of anything where it's like, oh, this, we really, it was almost like a, mm-hmm. like a deal breaker. And we were just yelling at each other and whatever. Mm-hmm. It was just like, there were some discussions where we came in with strongly different opinions. <laughs> yeah. The cat agrees. <laughs> He's got some strongly different opinions. <laughs> <laughs> I love this. I love this. Like this is I we can't remove the cat now. Like we have to leave it in. <laughs> but yeah, I feel like after even coming in with very strongly different opinions, we would talk it out, talk it out, talk it out. If we needed to take like a break for a day, we would come back and talk about it the next day until we came to a point where either it was like, Okay, I'm willing to trust you on this, even if I don't agree. Mm-hmm. And I'll let you make this decision and like, that's fine. If you're right, if you're wrong, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, or we would, one person would make an argument that would sway the other person. It's like, okay, now I see what you're saying. Great. That makes a lot of sense. I'm in. Let's mm-hmm. do it. One of the things that I think it came around, it came up around that time as well. But um, like through these like conversations and things that we were having was when we would get to kind of impact, because that was this idea of I'm, 
it was almost this idea of go into an argument wanting to lose. Mm-hmm. And I think that was the one of the values we had from when we first met, which was like, if I'm, I'm going to come in and try my best to make you win this argument. And so it's kind of like you, because you are going in to give it to the other person, if there's something that you are standing your ground on, it's like, okay, well, this is very important because I'm not going to be trying to be right every single time. Mm-hmm. I'm only going to stand my ground on things that I just can't compromise on. And so because we kind of had that idea going in and like mm-hmm. I saw for Mina so many times where she was like, well, I don't know if I agree with this, but I'm going to trust you. And it motivated me to like do the same as well. Um, so I think when it came to a few of those conversations that we had where it ended up being a sort of impasse mm-hmm. where it was like, okay, well, I'm not willing to compromise right now and you're not willing to compromise. And it, and it, and we both trusted that it meant that it was a huge issue for both of us. And so I think in those instances, almost like it's messed up, but mm-hmm. almost feeling safe enough to go into a really messy place and like really dig into a lot of these things that outside of just what the company's about are just maybe deep-seated beliefs that you have or like things like that. And it's like, why do, why can't I compromise on this? And like, and just challenging each other to that point. Um, and just feeling like even like having that base of trust where it's like, even as we're going into these things where we're saying things that are quite uncomfortable or we're going into parts of ourselves that we don't want to look at mm-hmm. and just knowing that even as I'm bringing this up with this person, it's not about them using it against me. It's not about them judging me. It's not about anything like that. So I think having that base made it so that we could actually work through a lot of those issues, which were quite difficult. Whereas if we didn't have that base, it would just be like, well, I don't agree and you don't agree and I'm not going to go deeper. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like being transparent and setting your intentions before even Mm -hmm. meeting with somebody is key for a lot of the business that I do Mm -hmm. because if I'm not willing to... I always get told, oh, well, you're sharing so much. You're, you're giving me all your secrets, your concepts, whatever. I said, listen, if I can give you something that's going to make you better mm-hmm. and 10 years down the road, I'm in a room with you and you're like, hey, there's Hannah. She did this and you can, you know, it'll be a wash then. Then I'm cool with it. it I find that a lot of people want to go into rooms and they do and they don't want to lose instantly. They feel like mm-hmm. they're losing instantly. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you could lose or, or learn today however you want to call it and five years down the road i'd like it's happened to me i've been in rooms and they're like oh yeah. and they make a connection to me right there and I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah. so it makes sense it's a twofold later on right if you have kind of that that 3d vision 5d vision however <laughs> there's levels we won't talk about vision right now because the podcast will extend forever um but no i, I like i like what you said and i resonated with it and i'm sure a lot of people listening to it is because you're you're basically too people that have similar ideas you created this product and now you're out here grinding it out and trying mm-hmm. to get it into everybody's computer spaces and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's that's the real um goal i would well, like to think the little bit i know about tech mm-hmm. um i want to ask you guys a question that i ask everybody it's a long-standing question on my show it's if you saw your younger self at 20 you know walking through the streets what advice would you give to you if you saw you mm-hmm. I think I'd say, um, for me, it would be about, like, you don't need to try and control and track everything. Ooh. And so you don't, <laughs> you don't have to, like, measure everything in order to see success. And you can just trust a little bit more that, one, you know what you're doing, two, that it'll be fine. And three, yeah, that you don't have to be like, okay, the spreadsheet to calculate, like, have I improved in this way over the past month? Have I read all the books that I wanted to? How short am I in this thing that I wanted to hit? And it's like, not everything has to be quantified. 
where you're constantly trying to beat yourself or it depends on how you look at it, like improve yourself or whatever. Um, but yeah, just to let it flow a little bit more. Gotcha. Let it flow. I think for me, it's sim- like similar to that, but almost from like a different um, perspective. Uh, I would say probably the first thing I would say is you don't know as much as you think you know. Mm. Um, <laughs> or, or more likely, you don't know anything and you never will. No, no, no. So, no, but I mean, but I'm just saying it's, I think when you're young, you just have so much conviction and you feel like I have my whole life. Like, I mean, when I was 20, I was like, I have my entire, I have my five-year plan. I have my 10-year plan. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. This is what the world's about. This is the, like, I just, if you talk to me, I was a hundred percent certain. And it was like, I figured it all out. And then at 25, you're like, maybe maybe, maybe I haven't. Maybe there's some things. And I think just being open, things not working out the way that you imagine. And that that that's not necessarily a bad thing. Oh, boo you hit a nerve on me. What's going on? No crying in the club. No, I like that. I always like listening to to those answers um, just because, you know, we... I feel as though our youngest self is really still alive inside mm-hmm. and they're just really like cheering for you. I was telling you, I know what's wrong with me lately. I, like she's in there, like your 20 year old self is in there. Like, yeah, you're doing the thing. <laughs> um, but definitely you don't know it all. And I can't even talk about the calculating stuff. Like I'm just like, oh, I'm not doing anything. I suck. I yeah. know nobody mm-hmm. likes me. Um, I do say that <laughs> in that sequence. But um, I want to thank you guys so, so much for taking Aww. time to come on here. I want to give you this, the stage. Where can people find you? What are your plugs? Like, what's going on? Where can we find you? <laughs> yeah, so our test is available on our site at Hello Iris. It's, yeah, hello, like, you would greet someone. <laughs> Iris, I-R-I-S dot I-O. Um, it takes about 10 minutes to fill out. So you just, like, write, you answer three questions, free-form text. We analyze the words that you use and the way that you talk, and then we generate a psychometric report for you that essentially looks at how you see the world, how you experience stress, and kind of how you adapt to it and how you react to that. Um, yeah, available on the site right now. We're also on Instagram at Hello Iris, And, yeah, I think that's us. That's everything, yeah. Yeah. You want to fill out our test? You want to learn about yourself? Also help us out. Win-win. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> go on the site. I'm definitely going to tag it in the comments. Awesome. Um, and, and blast it on social. So everybody, go get, go find out about yourself. So you're not asking me. Um, <laughs> no, no pun intended. Like, this is why I get smarter people than me on the show. So you guys can tell them what to do. Um, again, thank you so much for being on here. As always, this is your host, Advice Prana, coming at you from another place in Toronto. Toodles. Oh, that was, oh, so that was great. Wasn't that it was fun? I love that. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much for being on here oh. with me. I try to make it like. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that's a lot of fun to listen to. Yeah.